Hello, and welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is a platform where we let our individual light shine through our personal testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the many blessings it brings to our lives. Here's our host, Dontrell Morrow. All right, thank you for joining us for another episode. It is my honor and privilege to shine the light on two awesome missionaries serving here in the Texas Houston East Mission. And for those of you out there, thank you for following um, them on social media, their Facebook pages. We absolutely love and appreciate the support. T-H-E forever. So just had to give that little caveat out there. (laughs) So um, I am going to introduce you listeners out there today to Elder Allen and Elder Brown. And they are going to share a little bit about, you know, themselves or, you know, things that they that they like to do and, um, you know, just their overall experience that they had here in Texas. They've both been out. Well, I'll let them tell you, but let's just say that they are they're seasoned missionaries and I appreciate them taking some of their time today. So I would like to see. Hmm, I'm going to start with, which one of you guys are the oldest in this group? Ah, we're going to start with wonderful Elder Allen. So, Elder Allen, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. So, um, I guess, what to start out, like, um, how long have you been out on your mission? So, I've been out a total of 23 months. 23 months. That's grandpa age out there, like in the mission world, people. So that's awesome. So 23 months, and you've had the opportunity to serve your whole mission here in the Texas Houston East Mission? Yeah, I've served my entire time here. That's cool. All right, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself and about, you know, kind of fun things you did back at home and, um, you know, just just a little bit about what makes Elder Allen tick. So I'm from Lehigh, Utah. And I, like I said, been on the mission for 23 months. Uh, back at home, I didn't do like a whole ton, I think. Uh, I drove around a lot, hung out, hung out with my friends. Um, one of my hobbies, I actually danced back at home. So that was something I really enjoyed doing. Um, what kind of dance? I did, I did ballroom dance. Oh, so okay. I got involved in that uh, through a couple of my friends and... Yeah, I just really liked it. So sweet, man. Well, you're gonna have to like uh, show me some moves after this interview. <laughs> I'm not gotta, that good. gotta see if you still got it. Probably not. <laughs> All right, and good old Elder Brown over here. Um, kind of same question. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and what things you like to do back at home. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been out on the mission for about 22 months. So we are. I'm right behind Elder Allen. Um, I guess what makes me me is uh, I've grown up as actually a single uh, and only child, which is kind of rare, <laughs> with uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But um, I don't know. I had I had a pretty small group of friends back home, about four people, me and my girlfriend and my cousin and his girlfriend, and we did pretty much everything together. Um, but uh, I loved to skateboard, and I did some hurdles in high school. And so 
um, yeah, that's what makes me who I am. So, yeah, so only child, that is, that's awesome, man, like to, and Unique, what was it like for you when you came out here and you're around, you know, all of these other young guys and gal missionaries? You know, I thought I wouldn't like it, but I've actually enjoyed it quite a bit because um, being an only child kind of stinks sometimes. <laughs> you're alone quite a bit um, because you you kind of have to make yourself busy. Um, my grandma was really good at that, but but it's good now having people around that I can talk to because I'm a pretty social person naturally. Pretty extroverted, I got you. No, I, I, I know how you feel. I lived with my grandmother as well, and it was her and I for, for many years. So I was kind of like an only child just being there with her. And, yeah, you, you do find fascinating things to do. I know, um, you know, off of the recording, uh, Elder Allen and I have talked about at least one hobby we had in common as far as writing. And that truly came from me just being by myself and uh, just learning how to make, you know, make life exciting the best way I knew how. So, you know, maybe in some ways that, that kind of prepared me for a mission too. I don't know. Yeah, probably in a way. Probably in a way it did prepare you for a mission. Yeah, and but I, I'm curious to see. So, like, I'm from the South. I'm from here, and, and you gentlemen are from, like, different parts of the country. So what has been some things that you would say you've learned personally about, you know, people and about, like, just culture and, and communities since you've been able to experience life out here for the last almost two years? For me, it's been the, the true Southern hospitality uh, Right. Not to say people from Utah aren't kind and nice, but it's a it's a different level of kind and nice. I didn't grow up saying, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. No, sir. Uh, but now it's become part of my vocabulary. And I I really enjoy saying that. It makes me feel good being so kind. And so um, it's that southern hospitality, that's been uh, something I've learned out here on the on the mission. Just kind of curious, though, Alan, what things did you say then growing up back at home? If not, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that would have got us a good licking, man. That would have not been good if we said stuff like that. But, hey, to each your own. <laughs> what about you, Elder Brown? Man, I think along the same lines, you know, um, I just love how, how closely knit everyone is. Um, that's not something you find... Uh, over in Arizona because um, everybody's so diverse, but I feel like here uh, diversity doesn't matter, and everybody gets along with everyone. You know your neighbors. Um, I don't know. It's just something I want when I'm when I'm raising a family. You know, man, you can totally make that happen, and I I truly hope you do. I hope that you know you say Southern hospitality. I hope you've been able to see just kind of how you know people try to be close-knit and tight together, and they can, you know, really accept one another in the communities. And so that's awesome. I'm glad you two learned that. Um, so now for missionary work, what has been some of your most, like what you would say now, just kind of thinking back, first thing come to your mind, some of the most eye-opening experiences that you had that, you know, have like changed you for you know, forever from this, like, that experience moving forward? 
probably the most eye-opening experience I've had on my mission. Just that's changed me and wanted me to be a different person. It's working with a lot of ward members. I've seen what has made a good ward member and a bad ward member, uh, meaning like the active people and the non-actives. Mm-hmm. Um, the non-actives, right, as missionaries, we sometimes go by and we kind of, for lack of a better word, hound them and get on their case a couple a couple of times. Um, and uh, honestly, they're just not nearly as happy as the people who are going to church and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I don't want to become like that. I want to stay happy. I want to be close to the church and always have that relationship with my Savior and not fall away. What are some things that you've seen that may contribute to a person not being as connected, you know, to the church as they once were? Uh, It all starts with just reading your scriptures. Like every time I go by and talk to somebody who's not active in the church, I say, how often are you reading their scriptures? And they most time will say probably anywhere from seven months to a year since they've read. And that will really damage somebody's testimony and it will really drive them away from from their savior. Um, Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing that because you're right. Um, scripture study is definitely one of those things that we do need to remind ourselves of eternal truth. Uh, what about you, Elder Brown? Just as far as what I've learned on my mission? You know, the eye-opening moment, biggest thing that's changed you, you feel like moving forward? Um, you know, I just, I just think seeing the power of God with us, like... Um, I don't know. It's just a testimony that this is God's church because I've had quite a few experiences where we were asked to do some pretty crazy things like cast out devils wow. <laughs> or uh, or say say prayers on homes or or prayers on graves and it's interesting because it's not real until you experience it and and I don't think I can uh I don't know. I think it's just part of my testimony, really. Wow. I mean, I could I could only imagine just having to do that and and what that would be like. And you know, it's that's the one thing I do love about just missionary work in general, having the the faith and having the the knowledge of the power of the priesthood being restored. It it gives you something just to hold on to. Um and you know, since we've lived in the Probably that's going to be the most memorable year of all of our lifetimes, 2020. <laughs> and not for all the right reasons, Caesar. What, how have you personally seen your mission like changed because of the pandemic specifically um, from the beginning of your mission pre-COVID-19 like till now post-COVID-19? So I really like that you asked that question, Don Trell, because I was actually thinking about that today. Um, right, I'm going home very soon, and I remember I had a, a companion uh, a little bit about this time last year when he was going home, and I thought back to that time when he was about to go home to when now I'm about to go home, and it's it's not night and day, but it's like winter and summer. Like mm-hmm. it, it's 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 the same day. Like there's it's like it's just different in its own way 
because um, it's not completely different, but it's there's differences and similarities also. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very, very different. Um, we do missionary work completely different now and um but i like it like i it i think god was like all right let's see how the missionaries handle with the covid and the the pandemic and i think we've done pretty well um to to do what we've been doing awesome the same question to you elder brown man i was not planning on it (laughs) i don't think anyone was planning on it uh we i'll be honest when it first happened i was kind of um not giving up on my mission, but I kind of felt like my mission was over. Like what I used to be doing, it was so normal, it was so regular. I was, I was waking up on time, getting things done, um, and going outside. That was like, that's what made it um, normal, at least compared to now. But as time has gone on, and uh, as we've been inside for mo- for longer and longer, uh, I've realized that it's not really like about what you do it's just how you do it um because because like i don't know the spirit will help you if you're doing the right thing and um it took me a while to realize that it is the right thing to to keep working um and that it should still go on because that was a pretty hard thing at first i wasn't really working 100 percent um but now i think i found a good balance you know it is it's making the best out of every day that you can. And that's all we can do because like, and I, I think I met you honestly a, around that same time, maybe a couple of months just before everything happened the way that it did and the way the country shut down and the world shut down. And I remember you asking me then on one of the evenings where uh, we were going out and, and, and doing some missionary work together you asked me, like, what was something that I had learned at that point, like, as far as how to be an effective missionary and how to go out there and find people? And, you know, I, I know I gave you a, an answer that, you know, related well to me on my mission, but I never could have even imagined that just, like, four weeks or five weeks later after that, that we would be going through, like, the complete just, like, like changing of everything and so I have to say just personally like I'm proud of you because I saw you in that like early transition stage and I'm proud that you didn't give up and that you stayed you know out here and just gave it what you could you know just the big question mark not knowing what to expect but you still kept going and the same with you Elder Allen I mean you know, being able to meet you this last uh, few weeks and being able to see, like, just honestly, the tenacity that you have as well. Like, both of you complement each other in that way, and that's great that you're staying, you know, that you stayed here and that you really can say, you know, I fought the good fight. I, 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 didn't, I didn't give up. Um, what would be your, your, your guys' message um, to other you know, individuals out there, young people, people maybe considering to go on a mission and they're trying to decide, is it the right time? Is it still something that's plausible because of COVID-19? Like, what would be your advice or, you know, words of wisdom for someone, you know, considering that next stage in life? 
I would say 100% do it. Um, so many people in high school, I did this in high school, they were like, man, when I'm, when I'm older, once I'm graduated, I wanna, I wanna be successful. I wanna, I wanna know how to talk to people. I wanna be such and such, right? Everyone has that idea. Where you're going to learn that is on the mission. You're gonna learn how to talk to people. You're gonna learn how to, how to live with someone that you may not get along with. You're gonna learn so many incredible life lessons on the mission. And I look at my friends who did not serve a mission and at me, um, and I have grown so much more, so much more than they have in the two years that they've been at home living their life. Uh, the mission will teach you so many incredible skills. And if you wanna become a certain person, the mission is where you're gonna to learn to become the person you want to be for the world, like uh, to be social and all that, but it's also gonna teach you the spiritual person you wanna be as such as coming closer to Christ. Thank you so much for that, Elder Allen. Elder Brown, same question. Oh, man, that's pretty much what I would say. Honestly, like, like of course, like, we want to be better people. Like, that's just, like, such a natural thing to want to be. Um, and, yeah, I, I came out for the wrong reasons at first. Um, I mean, they weren't bad reasons, but they weren't completely the right reasons. I wanted to be a better speaker, better talker. I wanted to um, uh, be a better person to hang out with if they if someone want to hang out with me I wanted to be more social um but then the longer you're out you start to realize that there's like a bigger picture and and oh my gosh I don't think I ever would have gotten like I th I don't think I'd ever would have made sense of everything if I hadn't have gone on a mission because um I've learned the important stuff and I didn't I didn't think it was important before my mission but um it really is it makes uh, the difference in your your whole life and and even after that well elder allen elder brown thank you it has been a pleasure to have you guys talk to us today and again thank you so much for your hard work and for you know just the wonderful spirits you brought and yourselves to the good state of texas here we definitely appreciate it and as you know you're always welcome so Thank you so much, and y'all have a wonderful rest of your mission. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us, and we will talk with you again for another episode. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Please join us again next time.